0: Grand Moff Tarkin, I am honored by your visit. Okay, it is a,
1: not another, it's the first official episode, (laughs) bonus episode of Grand Moff Tarkin. Isn't this going to be our second bonus? Yeah, this is going to be the second bonus. But I want to leave all that in.
0: Good. <laughs> Do whatever you want. You're the editor. I'm at your whim. Yeah.
1: Z. But this is. It's like Jake's parents. Slightly less
0: delicately curated, long form discussion of the internationally beloved Star Wars expanded universe. Oh. Don't you, you mean extended? No. <laughs> In lovingly <laughs> weekly increments. I'm Moth now. Tailored to the modern Jake. Taylor. Did
1: you say
2: I'm Moth now?
1: <laughs> James Ar- Arnold Taylor brought oh. to you
0: lovingly in weekly increments by this week. The loquacious yet soothing voice of our friend, Jake.
1: Hey, hey! wait,
0: is it
2: just going to be my voice? <laughs> I'm not it talking yours. Again. Oh, no, no. Riley's not talking right now.
1: Neither am I. I checked the levels. <laughs> we're good. I'm not going to talk anymore. We I'm are really confused because you guys are both talking a you're, lot.
0: Listeners, you are listening to Jake's inner monologue this week only. Oh no, that
2: can't be a thing. I already <laughs> talked way too much on Rogue One last week.
0: Imagine if it was just a half hour of Jake flapping his big old big old mouth. <laughs> yeah, imagine. To... Flapping
2: my mouth hole flapper.
0: Anyway, speaking of mouthholes, what we are doing this week <laughs> is we are starting our series of EU discussions. <laughs> we are talking about the battle of Odie no. Mandrell. Yeah. What, what
2: we're, we're talking, talking about, this week. about um what this show is what this bonus podcast is, EU, <laughs> is Ew. talking about um, the legends, basically. I keep saying the legends, it's legends, but um, articles. because I personally, and, and most of us could use a little expanding of our knowledge of the expanded universe, um, so yeah. we went and we picked out kind of obscure Star Wars books, we're going to read them, and then talk about those, kind of do like a book report, almost. <laughs> We actually have questions, basically, for, that you would need to fill out a middle school book report and we're going to be talking
0: literally about. literally Googled book report, like, <laughs> outline, and this is one of the first Google results that came up. Right.
2: So the book that I picked just kind of randomly out of the bookstore where did it from? Well, <laughs> I don't know if we've talked about it before, but there's this local chain— And you know what? It's probably an international chain. Is an international? a delicately curated— <laughs> bookstores called half price books they have cheap books for like 50 cents and so they have a whole
0: is it usually like half of the like the cover price
2: it's usually half of the cover price but usually you're getting books that were like the 18th reprint print of a star wars book and so the cover price was only like six dollars to begin with well so i picked up a bunch of old obscure to me obscure star wars books i didn't get like heir to the empire i picked out Young Jedi Knights return to Ord Mantell. Oh. Ooh. Now, let me tell you something about this book. I got it because I didn't want to start in the middle of a trilogy because that didn't seem like a fair way to judge a book series, <laughs> which is what I did with the um Empire's End stuff <laughs> or Aftermath oh. in the new canon. So, the, at the very top of this, it says first in an all new trilogy. So I was like, great, I'm jumping into something fresh. No. It's the 12th book yeah, in the you, Young Jedi yeah, Knights you series. Can't,
0: so basically you picked up in like a like a ongoing comic series, you picked up like issue 29 that starts like a new It starts part, a new arc. Yeah. New arc. But it does not at the but beginning. But you're missing
2: of you're missing a lot of things. Right. Yeah. I was looking for an annual, I got in beginning of an arc. So yeah. that's unfortunately what I got. So Context be darned. Yeah, right. So we're going to be talking about this uh so-called book. Book is a strong word to describe <laughs> Return to Ord Mantel. Is
0: this an adult novel?
2: <laughs> Buddy, I'm going to tell you something right now. It's a young adult novel. Oh. And this is getting into something that really bothers me. I'm a proponent of young adult literature. I don't know what that means. I like young adult literature. I think What's it's, the other stance you could take? <laughs> being vehemently opposed to young adult literature. You know, it's some people who become literary snobs and things like that start to look down upon young adult literature. Where are you literature. in that progression? I... I'm a literary snob, but I really respect good young adult literature because I think that's an important time in a young person's life. Where generally they start to n- fall away from liking to read. Your
0: body's changing.
2: Your body's changing. Your eyes start to not be good at reading anymore. <laughs> you got <laughs> acne coming out of your butt. Eyes, oh. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, I think it's good when an author puts the same level of craft that they would not into a regular adult novel into a young adult novel, like a Claudia Gray. Wrote um, Lost Stars, mm-hmm. and what's the author of the Ahsoka novel, which is a young adult novel in the UK? E. Johnston. There you go. Great book, well written. Lost mm-hmm. Stars. A lot of people say that's the best of the new canon. It's very good. Just from a prose point of view. Return to Ord Mantel gets into a thing <laughs> where authors use the young adult, uh, you know, label to just make it <laughs> lazy writing. And this book is so full of that. It's the most lazily written piece of garbage I've ever read. <laughs> it's so terrible. Where should we start with this?
0: Oh, do we want to do the book report thing? Am I going to ask you these questions or are we going to...
2: Yeah, no, you know what I should try to do first is I should try to see if I can summarize it. Let me pull up my notes for this for this book because it's one of these things where the writing is just not good. The quality of the writing is not good. and. Because of that, it's really challenging to read because your eye just gets caught every few words. You're like, what? Just the composition of the sentences is really awkward. And they have their thesaurus out when they're mm-hmm. writing, like, oh, oh, wait, I should use a big word for the kids. Like loquacious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not like us. We don't who would do that. Do that? <laughs> <laughs> this idiot who wrote this book. Do you have anything um, to, like to
0: say about this book right off the top?
2: Let's do that. Let's do this first. I meant to do this right off the bat. Once again, professional podcasters, High donate points, to our Patreons. So let's say this: This is a book written by Kevin J. Anderson and Rebecca Moesta, uh, M-O-E-S-T-A. Really, a who's who of the young adult. Sure, <laughs> absolutely. Um, not exactly Judy Picolt writing this one. It took Judy two. Blue? It took two people to write this little number. How I mean, Came out in 1998, so mm-hmm. before the Phantom oh. Menace came out. And um, it's a great year of our Lord. Sure, it was. <laughs> hey, as good as any of them. And I'm going to say not as good as 1999 when a little movie called The Phantominus came. A movie that changed the world. (laughs) Um, Now, this book, let me see if I can summarize it. Because what I was noticing as I was reading it is I was like, is this the story? No. They're onto a different thing. Is this what the story is about? No. And by the end of the book, I was like, wait, it wasn't about anything. (laughs) So the... (laughs) As far as I know, because you guys did not read this book. I should say that. This is purely my report on this thing. So this book starts off with Zek. Yeah. Is that a character? Zek Breath. Zek. (laughs) Zek Breath. (laughs) As I called him to myself to make me enjoy the book more. I just imagined Zach Braff. In my head. <laughs> <didn't> get, uh, <laughs> the it starts off with the one of my least favorite cliches in all of... It generally happens in action movies. Um, I think it'd be happened at the beginning. <laughs> it be happened. <laughs> it be happened at the beginning of one of the X-Men movies. It happens at the beginning of so many movies where the heroes are fighting against this impossible threat and one of them dies and then someone says, end simulation. Oh. Uh, okay. So this book starts with Zach Braff He's fighting a sentient tree. Nice. Oh. Um, it's literally just a tree. <laughs> it doesn't talk. It's so just it's a tree. Like Does it
1: have a fight?
0: From like What's it... its
2: name? Um, is it... oh, the tree.
1: Oh, okay. So it's oh, the tree. Good. Okay, I <laughs> not even Joshua. I'm looking at that the
2: character. Joshua, a, a fine name for a tree, as far as I'm concerned, and yet the tree. So you're reading the beginning of this, I don't know who Zek is, he, through, I think he's a young Jedi Knight. Yeah, sure. Through the most tiresome and clumsy exposition, he's talking to himself. Use the Force. Don't fall into the easy temptation to the dark side of the Force, which may tempt you. <laughs> and kind of explaining to the reader what the Force Temptively. is through really kind of awkward means. <laughs> he's fighting this tree who like slashes it with venom tentacles and it poisons him and he's nice. like dying. And then Luke's like, and simulation—it's mm-hmm. not a simulation—but he's basically fine, and it was all just a trial on Yavin Four, which I guess is where the Jedi Academy yeah. is. Yep. Because there was only eight planets mentioned. Long well, convenient because we've trilogy. heard of that before. <laughs> yeah, that's a big theme in this book. So anyway, I'll, I'll speed up this this plot summation. Uh, Zek has nothing to do with the book. Uh, it starts mm-hmm. off <laughs> on the Jedi Academy, and you think, "Oh, is this a book about fighting trees?" No. Mm-mm. Then cuts to. Yavin 4, Luke is giving a little speech to a new round of young Jedi knights, including Jason, Jaina, and Tenelkaw? Yeah. Tenekle? Tentacle? I don't know Ten- what her name is. Tentaclaw. Claw, and um, various other people with silly names. So you think, oh, this is going to be a book about these guys and their Jedi training. No. No. Oh. Han Solo shows up, and he's like, Uh-oh. hey! <laughs> And they're like, Dad! And I didn't know that these were Han Solo's kids because I have very little knowledge of the mm-hmm. expanded universe. So Han Solo comes and uh, sees one of his uh, old friends who happens to be there, who had emerged from the shadows randomly to say something ominous, like a thing that happens in movies where somebody's talking. Like, hey, we need to go to the store. And then somebody walks out of the shadow, or the mall, and they're like, (gasps) (laughs) so this guy comes out of the shadows and does that annoying cliche. On Yavin 4. It's one of Han Solo's old friends. He also randomly shows up for no reason, talks to this guy. This guy mentions Ord Mantell, and Mm -hmm. there's a race coming up soon. And Han's like, we should go there. And his kids are like, yay, family (laughs) vacation time. (laughs) Um, Han Solo is thinking to himself, well, this is a really dangerous place, and I used to be tangled up in a lot of bad things with the bounty hunters on this planet. Um, but let's go anyway. Oh. So they go.
0: Did Mom go too?
2: No. She's she is doing government stuff. Is basically the only explanation that you get. They go to Ord Mantell. They remind you that it is Ord Mantel every two seconds. Everything is described as Ord Mantellian this, Ord Mantellian that. And they go there and. Please,
1: please tell me they drink like Ord Mantellian wine or no. something. <laughs>
2: oh, For sure. Yeah. yeah. They, they they definitely do. Uh,
1: it might even be Ord Mantellian I wine. P- yeah. I'm, I the, would I think that, you're actually. I know. Th- I, I, this <laughs> is, I think that's a thing. That <laughs> this is it. an educated guess. I'm sure they say it, yeah. Ord Mantellian wine.
2: Absolutely. They looked up at the Ord Mentillian sky. Every every three paragraphs once they get there is mentioning that name. They're so proud of it. It's like if you went to Texas and was like, look at the Texas sky. Look at the Texas water. Look at the Texas ground. You think, okay, well, there's, there's going to be some shady stuff that happens with people in Han's past. Um, that's sort of true. First, they do a test run around the racetrack because there's this big race. It's like a pod race. It's like to Eve. But the day before... There's a test race. Han Solo has the quote-unquote honor of being the guy to test out the track. He takes all of his kids with him.
1: This is in the Falcon? In the car? This is in the Falcon. Okay. Oh.
2: So they, <laughs> in a big SUV. <laughs> so they're flying, right? Well, someone has planted mines, oh, and no. they almost explode, but don't. Oh, that's so good. everything's fine. But there was an assassination attempt. So you think, oh, that's what the book's about. Someone tried to assassinate Han Solo. No, they run the real race the next day anyway, and everything's fine for everybody. (laughs) But
0: how how, was there any uh, like trepidation as to whether we should run this race or not? Did they cover
2: that? They kind of brush past it because they no, they don't even explain it. They're just like, that was scary. There must be an assassination attempt. Cut to the next day. The race (laughs) is starting the race starts. Han Solo has to push a button to start the race, and everybody is explaining to him, you must not mess up the pushing of this button. It's very important to our people. What? And it's kind of a tongue-in-cheek moment, but it's also just weird. He pushes a button. The race starts. And um, you are just reading a really boring description of the race. Some random person swoops in to first place, and they're like, whoa, who was that? That person wasn't even supposed to be here. And it's Zek mm. and Lobaka... Oh, Lobaka. And Ro-B-A-ka. 3DMC, the robots. Yeah, What's his L-L-B-A-ka. name? M-3PO? I, 3D- I started right calling DMC? her 3DMC. Um, <laughs>
1: That's my DJ name.
2: Right. And Tenelcock. Yeah, okay. Are in the... P- now,
1: how could she fly with only one arm? That seems <laughs> difficult. <laughs> we'll get to the one arm thing. So... You probably don't
0: recognize because of the one arm.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so they win the race. Uh...
2: And they have some Orwellian <laughs> wine or whatever,
1: <laughs> George Orwellian yeah. wine. Yeah, <laughs> uh,
2: that's so. This is we're now almost nearing a hundred pages into the book. <laughs> Nothing, is Nothing happened. has happened. The kids are like, "Hey, remember that assassination attempt that happened? Let's go look at that." So they go where the m- mines were. They meet. Uh, they're examining these mines. They figure out that they're duds, but they were supposed to explode. And as this happens, monsters start attacking them. They're like chameleon monsters from out of nowhere. A person comes from the shadows and starts helping them. They don't know who it is. This person's name is Anja Garbellini or something. Gelandro. Anja Case? Galandro. Won't,
0: won't get off your case. Sure. <laughs>
2: oh, oh boy. They fight off these chameleon creatures. Anja, uh, Han Solo comes to rescue the kids. She sees Han Solo as like, you, I hate you. They, she thinks that he killed her dad. He She convinces him and the kids to go help her people back on her home planet who are in a civil war. They go and they solve the civil war. That's the plot (laughs) summary. And there's so much stuff that happens and nothing happens. That was a long plot summary.
0: We went from race
2: to helping you in your civil war in one book. In one book. And it's like the last. So a 100 pages in, I wrote this down is when they go to the place where the actual story supposedly begins, which isn't Ord Mantel, by the way.
0: <laughs> now, I have literally one million questions. The first okay. is, is are we introduced to Zek in the beginning simply to see him again in the race? Does yes. He, oh, so that's the two instances, the two pockets of storytelling we get Zek. The
2: Zek pockets, indeed. <laughs> so basically, it starts off with Zek fighting a... Because what's happened with him, I gathered is he was once a dark Jedi. Mm-hmm. And he gave up his dark Jedi ways and is now trying to become a Jedi. He got his lightsaber taken away from him.
0: Because he was a bad boy?
2: Because he was he was a bad little boy. And so he was just fighting the tree with a stick in <laughs> <and> his fists, <laughs> like... which is
0: true. Hey, that's like in Rebels when Sabine had to use the stick. Kane made her use a stick.
2: God, wow, that's kind of true. Do yeah. you
0: think that they used that as inspiration? Was mm-hmm. Filoni just leafing about through his personal library like, eh, That's a good idea. We should use this instead of Indiana Jones for the 977th time.
2: Wow, hot takes on Dave Filoni. Oh. Uh, yeah, so you're introduced to Zach, and then he has nothing to do with, with the story for a long time. Um, what, I was thinking about this, I was thinking about Bloodlines, that's my favorite of the new canon so far, which is also mm-hmm. written by Claudia Gray. Very good. That book is so good because it's a book where not, there's not like a big explosive, uh... Well, there's a couple explosions. There's a there's some explosions, sure. <laughs> I started off with the wrong sentiment. Yep. But is there a big... Explosive like culmination of like craziness and a big war and space and no, 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 no there's it's, a couple, all, it's all
1: like in the Senate. There's like much. a
2: chase scene that yeah. happens at one point, but it's fascinating to read because although nothing happens, so much happens. All yeah. these little details are so fascinating in the conflict with the within the government. But this book, it's all huge action scenes and, and craziness and yet nothing happens the entire book. None of it's connected in any meaningful way. And that's what's really frustrating about it. Is it I,
0: almost like people think that the good thing about Star Wars is the explosions and nothing else?
2: Yes. And and here's another problem. So much of this book is exposition. I am gonna say if you cut out all the exposition of this book, there it would be fifty pages long. Yeah. Because it starts off there's like a whole chapter of um I almost said Mark Hamill, <laughs> Luke Skywalker. Of just him explaining what Star Wars is basically and recapping A New Hope for some reason, mm-hmm. even though this is the twelfth book in a series. So okay, I'm gonna give you a little bit of exposition. I took some screen caps of um things. In fact, you know what? After this, we're gonna play a game that I devised. But I
1: saw Anakin's in oh, it boy. too. Oh, I forgot. You didn't, you didn't tell me Anakin's also. Well, no, his yeah.
2: presence is not particularly important. <laughs> yes, which
1: Anakin? Solo. Solo. I'm sure.
2: This was b- baffling to me. So Han Solo and Leia Organa got married, and they named their kid Anakin after Solo. Darth Vader. That's just yes. the dumbest thing I've ever Which, heard.
0: Which, that might be like the biggest contradiction between Legends and New Canon oh, as yeah. to how Leia feels toward her uh, biological Leia's, father. Right. Like ashamed
2: of her dad, basically. Yeah, yeah. And if not ashamed, worried about the political consequences of people finding out that Darth Vader was her father.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she lings into it fully without ever meeting the guy. She's... And-
2: more dramatically interesting route, I'm gonna say. Yeah, this
0: is, I, I definitely expanded universe. I feel like kind of carried our sentiments towards Star Wars instead of maybe what the characters actually thought in universe. Because they talked about that before, how uh Luke, Leia, and Han became intergalactic celebrities after the yeah, Battle of Endor, that's... which happened in
2: our universe, but that probably wouldn't happen in Star Wars necessarily. That's the that's the thing is this really makes you appreciate the direction of the new canon because. What you realize is it is not interesting to hear about Han Solo as a governmental emissary. No. Well, it's weird. Yeah. As a emissary of the New Republic, he has to say it a few times. It's like, that's not what Han Solo would mm. say.
0: That's something someone with a very basic knowledge of humanity like would say, like, well, of course Tom Hanks should be our U.S. ambassador. People, <laughs> people overseas know who Tom Hanks is.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. So it's just a little weird. Okay, so this is an example of really clumsy exposition. Here we go. It's truly really awkward. And, it's just, and just talking in a way that no person would ever talk. So they established Ord Mantell. We're going to go there as a family vacation. Han Solo has established um, a lot of smugglers hang out there. So starting passage now. If it's a smugglers hangout, you probably spent some time there between derbies. Right, Dad? Jason asked. Before you became respectable, I mean. Han Solo laughed plenty of times, Jason. I never tried to hide my checkered past from you all. Doesn't seem to bother your mother anymore. After all, I learned some of my most useful skills when I was a smuggler and a crack pilot. Even studied at the Imperial Academy for a while. All that stuff in my past is part of who I am. The things I learned made me a vital asset to the Rebellion when we fought the Empire. I don't spend time regretting what I've done in my life so long as I can use it now to help the people I love. So, that's like 20 pages into the book that that happens. I I
0: have literally 1 million questions about this, too. The first... (laughs) I zoned out. Honestly, it was so boring. So I zoned out. The whole book's like Would that. anyone in real life refer to themselves as both a crack pilot and a vital <laughs> asset to anything at all? For It was reason. a vital
2: asset. Can you imagine Harrison Ford saying <laughs> vital asset? No. It's
1: he would change like asset. he was notorious for changing bad dialogue to just whatever he wanted to say. He would change his like, dialogue by throwing it in a fire. Yeah, because <laughs> it just like it. you can't say that in sound.
2: Yeah. Level. So this kind of stuff happens all the time. Okay, I want to play a game with you guys.
1: Okay. Ooh, I'm so excited. Okay. 1st We'll call this game. <laughs> I want a buzzer. We're gonna call this game. Real or Jake? <laughs> Real or Jake? Because. Or
2: <laughs> I'm gonna read you two things, and you have to determine is this a thing that I wrote making fun of this book? How many or of these do you have? Actual passage from the book. We're just gonna do one. All
0: right. Um. It's a game at all. Yeah. <laughs> That's just a thing. Well, we want
2: these episodes to be shorter. <laughs> no, I don't. First passage, come Han Solo, you are the Grand Marshal. You must be on the upper platform to greet our winners as they arrive back from the Cometary cloud. The other ships will straggle in, but you must be there to wave and shake their hands, dot dot dot, or appendages. (laughs) So that's a passage, passage two. You'd better explain yourself, Jason said. Sure, we're glad you helped us out, but how dare you go accusing my
1: father of murder? both are true both are real well
2: the the thing is like
1: (laughs) what do you think isaac
0: i thought i really had it down when you read the first one but then i was like all these are the same Uh, i want to say let's say that the first one is jake
2: uh riley was right they're both from the book oh (laughs) they're just so
0: bad no kidding
2: they're both from the book
1: dot 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 appendages. appendages That's what sold there me. Should so that real? be the bonus episode podcast name? <laughs> dot, dot, dot appendages. We
2: should name them just a quote from the show. So, yeah, that is, is part of the problem is there's all these really weird attempts at humor. Because what you realize is there's no character to any of these kids. They're mm. all just precocious children. Tenel is the closest, but her only character trait is that she is uh, a fighter, which they all are because they're yeah, all Jedi all Knights. Jedi. And she has one arm, which isn't really a character trait. She comes from a species
1: that is all about fighting. Her only
2: character trait is that she doesn't use contractions. Instead of saying, don't, she says, do not. That's the only difference in her character.
1: It's like the slow wide
2: receiver who's gritty. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. She's... (laughs) <laughs> yeah by the way just like 150 pages into this book they casually mention that Telka has one arm because she lost it in a fight with Against Jason. Jason yeah Jason accident that's a crazy detail of, yeah. like, at one point Han recaps using Luke's lightsaber to open a, a oh no oh no taun-taun? a tauntaun on a hoth they recap that they don't recap the part where these two now <laughs> friends one of them chop the other person's well, arm no, off no because
1: you you're supposed to read the first 11 books Jake you can't just jump in <laughs> <laughs> it's it's crazy how much
2: how much importance uh you you don't realize how much the prequel trilogy expanded the lore of Star Wars. No. There was so little to go oh, off of because yeah. of the original trilogy. I mean, mm-hmm. there there just wasn't a lot there no. in terms of mythology. So, the conflict. What would you guess the conflict is? Uh judging by what I told you about the plot.
1: I mean, I guess it would be the race should be like something happened or, or I guess like that 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 woman Anja, I think you said something about her in the race would be my my I'm I'm, yeah. gonna, I'm gonna guess she was the assassin or someone on her demand was the assassin. Yeah, I feel guess.
0: the the safe bet to me is that because we're returning to Ord Mantell, like we're gonna go there and Han Solo. Is gonna run into someone from his past who
1: may have uh, a score
0: to
2: settle with old, Han Solo. the old bounty
1: hunter that he ran into. Maybe
2: you are you are correct, Isaac. Oh. Uh, however, it has nothing to do with the book. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so you meet Anja. The kids are fighting these chameleon creatures. They describe them almost like the uh, like zombies from I Am Legend, almost oh, like the okay. way they look. And there's a bunch of them. They're totally outnumbered. The kids are going to die. Then Anja shows up um, and helps them fight off these creatures. And then Han Solo shows up. He kindly invites her into the Millennium Falcon, even though she says, I'm going to kill you. That's nice of him. Well, then other people from, like, the planet show up, and he's like, let's go in the Millennium Falcon so we can have a little talk about this in peace. (laughs) So she's like, okay. So she holds off on her murder for a minute, goes off into the Millennium Falcon, and they just have a casual conversation. There's, like, 17 pages of exposition, and I can't tell if this is stuff that has happened in the previous books or if this is information that I'm supposed to be hearing for the first probably time. probably stuff that's happened. Probably, me, right? Anja says, you killed my dad. is like, not really. I mean, he died and I was around, but it wasn't my fault. And she's like, ah, and leaves.
0: Um, <laughs> is that lifted straight from the page?
2: She goes, yeah, basically. It, it does describe her at one point using whoops of challenge. <laughs> whoops Hoops of challenge Hoops while of fighting challenge. a horde of enemies. So she goes... <laughs> After that, she doesn't kill them. It's like All my right.
0: favorite 10,000 Maniacs album. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> <All in challenge. laughs> she, she she doesn't kill them, even though she wanted to, and he didn't really do anything to allay her fears. She basically says, you're too insignificant for me to kill, no. because he t- kind of describes his scumbag past. Well, she goes and talks to the Snoke of this book, mm. which is this mysterious overlord named Szethros.
1: Say that again. <laughs> Szevros. Okay. S-Zeth- Spelled C. Are there apostrophes? Z
2: E T H R O S. Oh, I forgot an important part. So, as they're fighting these enemies, right? She kills a chameleon. She has a lightsaber that she stole from somebody. As the chameleon creature is dying, one of them dies, and this is what the book says an insignia of a black circle with designs around it appears. Mm-hmm.
1: Black Sun. Just
2: designs. <laughs> no matter what they are, a Black
1: Circle with designs. Did you know... Black on, Sun. Yeah.
0: First of all, did you know that Charles Dickens was paid by the word?
1: <laughs> so was Kevin J. Anderson. But my, so was Kevin James. My <laughs> question is,
0: was Kevin J. Anderson paid by the word? Because I would not think so if he's just going to stop at designs. <laughs> designs,
1: yeah.
2: I don't know, man. Most of these words don't have anything to do with the book. So, okay. <laughs> so there's a hint there that there, this might have something to do with Black Sun. I mm-hmm. do know, just through osmosis about Black Sun... Um, designs but they're like
1: little triangles around the black subject. how hard would it have been I, to you say, you triangles? say triangles how yeah. hard would that have been
2: <laughs> too far and why would these creatures have an insignia that appears as they're dying yeah, yeah, i don't yeah. know so anyway after she fights them han solo lets her go she goes and she's jonesing for some drugs because that's a good thing for a kid's book she goes and sees Sir Devros, and he's like Ah, good. You met Han Solo. Did you tell him that he should go to help those people on the, the civil war of their planet? And she's like, "Yes, I did." Because that's what she did. When when she's in this Millennium Falcon, she's saying, "You're so cowardly." I'll bet she wouldn't even go to this planet. She kind of baits him into and guilts him because she <laughs> he feels bad about his past into going. So, Seth Rose is like, "Did you?" Did he take the bait? She's like, yes, he's going to go there. He's like,
1: excellent.
2: He'll never get off that planet alive. Now, here's your drugs. Keep on going after them and making sure that everything goes according to plan. Now, hang on a second. Her plan, and here's what else she says. She says, well, my plan to get revenge to kill him might not work out now. I really took a bullet for you, for your plan. They both want him to die. She had an opportunity to kill him and all of his kids. It's not the right She way. didn't take it. <laughs> What matter is it how he dies? Okay, because this is what's happening, is this mysterious Black Sun leader is leading Han Solo into a trap. He was the assassin who planted the mines on the racetrack. She could have flown over, by the way. <laughs> so they go to the planet Anobis. This is where the Civil War is. Um, she joins them. She takes her drugs. It describes how wonderful drugs are.
1: Yeah, spice.
2: And if you're wondering, by the way, if there's an anti-drug message in this book, no. <laughs> she no just kid. takes drugs, has a great time. It describes the euphoria that she has, and there's no consequences ever for her Nothing. drug use. She just gets paid in drugs. Does it, does it say fine. which
1: drug specifically? Is it oh, Glitter Stim or... Something that
2: starts with an A, Spice. Armpit Spice. An armpit Spice. I don't spice. remember. A,
0: Spice. Which Spice Girl was that, Armpit Spice? Was that the, <laughs> was that the secret keyboardist?
2: <laughs> so, anyway... It's Galandro, by the way, her last name. So, Anja Galandro. Anja Galandro. These names roll up. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Anja Mayalu. These names really fly off the tongue. Chuck Wendy came over that. So, they all fly together. Anja (laughs) Galandro and now Zek and Loey and Mm -hmm. 3DMC and Jason and... Anakin, That's a, and, and Jaina, Jaina that is a constipated and cockpit. Han Solo are all wow. in the blame Falcon going to Cannabis <laughs> to go to stop this civil war from happening. So as they're flying there, they are immediately in entering Annabis' atmosphere. Some ship tries to attack them by throwing more mines out the back. If you had to guess, I'm going to give you true or false. The ship's name that has this potential assassin in it And the assassin then goes, uh, sorry, I didn't mean to almost kill you. His name is like, uh, Lamasil or something. Um, true or false? The ship name is, uh, the Lightning Rod. True.
1: I'm going to say true because- False! It's the
2: Rude Awakening. Oh, Eh. that's so much better. They go to the planet, (laughs) get a Rude Awakening. The ship's name is Rude Awakening.
1: Zek's ship is the Lightning Rod. What do you know? (laughs) Is it Ava Bush? Oh, it might be. Because that is literal space cannabis. Okay. It it's really definitely is, so, yeah.
2: something A spice. They almost get killed by this dude. Um, his name is um, Lil Mitt. Lil Mitt. <laughs> like Lil Romeo, but Lil Mitt. Lil mitt. Like Little Baseball Mitt. Hey. And he's like, hey, sorry. And then they go away. <laughs> so they board this guy's ship because Hanzo was like, hey, why'd you try to kill us? And he's like, sorry. Turns out he had illegal weapons, and Hansula takes him, and they just fly away. Hansula the- leaves the ship. Bye. Guess who comes on Lil Mitt's view screen? Job of the Hutt. Oh. He says, did you tell them about my secret evil plans? He's like, no. He's like, good, because there's going to be more traps on the planet. And we're like, cool. kill him already. Right, exactly. He had him alone in a ship with a bunch of bombs. Is blown away. okay. And why does this guy? And also, he says, like, Shethro's apparently doesn't want Anja to find to know that Shethro's works for Black Sun. Shethro's doesn't want Anja to know that he himself works for Black Sun. Why does it matter? I don't get it. Turns out the whole conflict, this civil war, is between farmers and mountain dwellers. They don't
1: like each other. <laughs> is that what it's called
0: in the book? Yes. Mountain
2: dwellers.
1: <laughs> yeah. Can, can every episode be this, please? Yes. I just want to do this for every episode. Yes, <laughs> it will be this. Uh... This is the show, guys.
2: E-U. Mm-hmm. Pulsar.
1: Is this a stupid so show? Much.
2: They meet. They, they go to the farmlands. Like, Let's get both sides of the equation. Basically, their plan, the Solo family and friends' plan, is to solve this conflict through talking <laughs> through grandma talking perhaps yeah, talking. Oh! so they go and they <laughs> Friends of the show talk the to some table. farmers <laughs> friend of the show enos one of the farmers from Anabis. he's like i only have one leg because of all the terrible things that are happening from the mountain dwellers who lay traps down here <laughs> they put oh. landmines everywhere and the landmines are robotic and they move around underground oh. at random intervals which is
1: interesting that's kind of cool yeah
2: um they're talking to the farm guys and they're like, "Everything is so sad. We die all the time." <laughs> so, as they're saying this, they see something in the distance. They see a farmer, uh, running. And no, is it even a farmer? It could I be a notes. mountain dweller. It's a okay. It's a gnar, mm-hmm. K N A A R, like gnarly. It's mm. gnar. So uh, these nars first of all she's a farmer a farmer runs across this field it's so confusing this book is so terrible in the distance imagine the scene of krennic and the death troopers mm-hmm. like that kind of field. that's kind of where they're yeah. at It's that kind of farming place okay so out in the distance where krennic is they're standing at the urso home they see krennic walking up krennic just blows up that's kind of what happens right <laughs> and they see him just blow up and so they just run out there like idiots they know there's landmines and, they sh- <laughs> and they're like what happened and he's like and then in this young adult novel describes blood squirting out of him and convulsing until he dies. This is a really grotesque way of describing. Because they death. can't describe designs. Right, exactly, <laughs> triangles a little too tough. Of for too far. Kevin J. Triangle. Anderson and Rebecca Moesta, but What's <laughs>
0: spilling intestines is right. Up yeah, your alley. describe
2: uh, puke coming out of his eye sockets. <laughs> why don't you? So he blows up and he's like, "They're coming for us because everything is sad all the time." And then he dies. And Enos is like, "Everything is still very sad." And then from the distance, Nars start coming, which are more nebulous, gray, boring aliens. Do they have dogs? (laughs) 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 Yes, they do. (laughs) And they have walls. So, they, this horde of aliens is running. So, what do they do but the entire village and the 20 characters that are in this book that don't get to do anything (laughs) because there's no stinking story, all get in the Millennium Falcons. Now there's like 80 people in the Millennium Falcon. And they're flying toward... Meanwhile, I think Jaina is running on the ground fighting them with lightsabers or maybe Call. I like Jaina a lot. Jaina's cool.
1: Not, maybe not in this book, but she's, like, she's she cool doesn't... in Legends. She's cool. <clears throat> she's the coolest
2: of the characters in this book, I would say. That's good. She gets the most cool stuff to do. The Millennium Falcon is flying at ground level
1: Shooting the Nars and worrying about landmines. Has Kevin Anderson ever seen the Millennium Falcon? There are landmines, fly above them,
2: and you won't hit them because they're underground. It's never explained why they would be worried about them. If you had to guess, what? How do they defeat the Nars? Just any practical Power thing. Power of think friendship. Of. <laughs> Wrong.
0: Uh, synthetic kyber crystals i don't know <laughs> i have no good guesses
2: i literally <laughs> take it spilled a water swimming. all over my pants so no they just uh stop attacking them oh okay. Oh,
1: oh, all right well
2: <laughs> what happens is the nars the, the, the ship flies to the forest in the distance and the nars are like whoa we don't go in there bro oh, it's no. so hard to say the nars the without trees. laughing oh no Trees. Trees. Well, you come to find out. You've
1: established that, that they're dangerous. Yeah. So the Whoa. woods are heavily booby
2: trapped by the mountain folk. Oh, no. So the Gnars are smart enough to be like, yo, you know what's not gnarly? Them trees. <laughs> the we don't the only go in scene there.
0: of this book you said had a
2: tree. That one of the guys was playing. Yeah, I think. Hey, if you we, thought that was going to come back. Are we circling back? No. Oh, never mind. Sentient tree. Nothing to do with the book. <laughs> Would have been cool. Would have made 100% really more sense. Cool. You'd have been like, oh, everything's coming together now. No. No. <laughs> Guess, uh, for, for literally no reason, uh, they decide to split up. Most of the crew is still in the Millennium Falcon, the whole village. And they're like, how can we possibly get back? We got past the landmine somehow, but we'll never be able to get back there now. Fly is my suggestion, but it doesn't really come up. Which is strange because their plan is to fly up to where the mountain dwelling leader is. So they know to fly upward to that guy, right. but not upward above you the landmine. No, you can't do that. They split up for no reason. So half the team, which I think includes Zek and Jason and um, Anja, and Zek and Anja to kind of flirt, Ooh. they're on Ooh. ground going through the heavily booby-trapped forest. No reason. They all meet at the place. So why did they do it? I don't know. They go there immediately. They all get captured by the leader mm. of the mountain people. <laughs> and, well, um... Well
0: don't be racist about it. It's mountain dwellers.
2: <laughs> they find out that Lil Kim or whatever his name is, <laughs> um, from earlier when he was randomly in the book through conversation. Lil Kim comes up. Both sides are like, "Hey, I get my weapons from Lil Kim." They're like, "Hey, we get our weapons from Lil Kim." Oh
1: no, Lil Kim!
2: I don't even think that's his real name. It's
1: but Lil bit. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I like Lil Kim better. So, little Lil bit. <laughs> A little bit. So a little bit. um, They don't like this guy. Both sides are like, hey, we have something in common. End of book.
1: Well, they did it. They solved it.
2: They solved it. And I think it's Jason that makes some speech, which is like, see, you guys do have something in common. And then they're like, I'm hungry. And they fly back to Yavin 4 and they eat dinner or something. Like a Redwall book and they all eat and they sing songs. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Like a Tolkien book. So now there's a twist ending. By the way, the whole time, Anja is just doing drugs. Anytime she can get away, she does drugs, and it just describes how amazing she feels afterwards. So you're thinking, oh, well, finally she's going to overdose or something. Well, on their way back, and they're like, Anja, you showed a lot of skills out there today. You should be a young Jedi Knight, which is the name of the book series. Does she use the Force? Nah. Okay. She has a lightsaber, though. They're like, you already have, have the battle. All right. Zach, you'll find one someday.
1: That's all it takes to be a l- Jedi. Ooh,
2: by the way, Tanner... <laughs> Tenel Car has a Rancor tooth lightsaber. Yeah. That's pretty sweet. Oh, wow, that's yeah. pretty cool. That's the thing I like. Yeah. So, um, she's not bad. Positivity. She somehow convenes with Supreme Leader Christoph <laughs> Arshamson, and he's like, hey, are you still my bro? And she's like, totally bro. Mm-hmm. And guess what? Now I'm going to be a young Jedi knight, and I'll have oh, plenty no. of opportunities to kill them all, oh, which no. she has had at every opportunity <laughs> that she's ever been in the book. So that's how it ends, the <sighs> twist ending. Uh, any questions? Are you gonna get book? Are you, are you going to get book
1: thirteen to find out what she does? No, <laughs> you know what? Should I? Yeah, let's yeah, do it. I'll do you it. You should find just, it. This, yeah. is your, this is your baby. Okay,
2: I'll do the trilogy. I'll do the next two. Um, it is a quick read. I read almost all of it today. So
1: yeah, it, it's pretty short. It's two hundred pages, but one. <laughs> Before we continue, I, I just okay. want I oh. just want to read this to you and see if this changes your mind and entices you to buy the next book, okay?
2: Oh, I think I know what you're going to read Trouble on
1: Cloud City. Mm-hmm. Lando, this is this is for the sneak preview of the next adventer, and adventure adventure. At the end of, of the Jaina. book,
2: you get a little synopsis of the next one.
1: Lando Calrissian offers the young Jedi Knights a rare opportunity, a vacation on Cloud City. Wait, say that again? He offers a what yeah. <laughs> Lando Carissian offers the young Jedi Knights a rare opportunity, a vacation on Cloud How City. Is this this stinking book series is all like dad <laughs> taking a road trip and Lando taking vacations. <laughs> they jump at the chance as long as their new friend, the mysterious Anja Galandro, can come along.
2: This is the worst trash. Okay, yeah. So So more browing out. Anja's on gonna have a sinister Planets.
1: plan apparently, so Good gravy. it goes much deeper than simple revenge. Okay, that's what it says. It's again. never just revenge. No. <laughs> Do you know
2: what to, I talked about the character? Do you want to know a better thing? Do you guys okay. want to know? Um, are you curious to know what Ord Mantel is like as a planet? We heard Han talk about it. I've been Were there, the there movie. designs on Ord Mantel? <laughs> <laughs> you get about as much description. Here is the only description you get of Ord Mantel. Now, keep in mind, the entire time you're talking about the Ord Mantelian sky and the Ord water and wine, here's your introduction. Ormantel was a bland planet of average size with average gravity and an average atmosphere. Its <laughs> topography showed the usual landscape variations, mountain, forest, and swamp. Wow. Skines of clouds Skies. embroidered white patterns in the sky below. However, for orbital convenience and launching orbital maneuvers, <laughs> much of the equatorial band across the continents had been settled and converted into spaceports. Uh, so average, average, average...
1: So it's like being normal, on Earth. usual. Well,
0: the, the, my, my question is <laughs> in a normal place. <laughs> did they do that intentionally so that the young adult read this book? It kind of put them. They, they it was they're given a blank canvas so they could put themselves in their average life, their imagination, middle class family.
1: My imagination was so much better when I was younger than <laughs> it is now. Like mm-hmm. seriously, reading a book like that, I would have a picture in my head of what it would be. Whereas now, I, I Here's do work. Here's the thing. That is the kind of thing that
2: would be in like, a Lemony Snicket book, right? Yeah. That kind of whimsical description of just everything being average and boring. I like that kind of thing. But in this book, the style is not like that yeah. at all. No, it's
1: it's well, you completely... do have
0: spilled guts and drug taking.
1: Yeah, that's true. They could probably spend a <laughs> exactly. second on the...
0: It's this is the basically most... like the Wire novelization.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a little flattering. The, the thing at the end about Lubaka's ship Makes me think that like their editor read it for the first time is like, uh, hey, uh, there's a plot hole. The, his ship is still on the planet. And we found like, the one plot hole. Like, oh, we'll just uh, we'll just throw a line in there. Han will go get it. So much of this book, like,
2: oh my gosh, guys! I forgot to tell you my absolute favorite slash least favorite part of this book. Mm. Okay. Everyone's captured by Ellis, who is the leader of the Mountaineers. So <laughs> <It's a> Mountaineer? What? <laughs> and um, so this is like at page 200. The book's almost over at this point. So Anja, they're, they're at the Mountaineer house, and she's like, hey, I know that guy over there. His name's Prodas. He's my best friend from childhood. New character, as if we need another one of those. Right. So they're like, bros, now that farm village is totally empty because they're all here. Let's go back and bomb it so we can finally put this war to an end because we hate that Enos guy who's always like, everything is so sad and terrible all the time. So it just says, so they snuck out and snuck back to the place, which they've established is almost impossible to do because of the landmines. landmines Now now it's really impossible because they don't have the ship. Right. Well, they just do because the book is lazy to get there. Yeah, because the guy's like, I got to write three more books in the series. (laughs) So they go there. They're all planting bombs around this little farm village. And, um, so Anja and Protus are just, like, broing out. <laughs> being like, hey, bro, isn't it fun planting bombs and killing people? And they're like, totally. So Anja Good plants bomb a bomb him. on this Enos's guys. Did she
1: ever start a club?
2: <laughs> she did. They called it, uh, Candy Club. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, she plants a bomb right on, um, Enos's doorstep. I guess in case, for some reason, Ellis didn't kill them she would be like, when they come back, it's going to be hilarious when he tries to go home and he blows up when he's stepping on his doormat. As she's planning it, she looks in his house and sees how depressing and sad it is and feels a little bad, but she does it anyway. And they go back to planting bombs. Protoss is then like, hey, I got one last bomb. I want to plant. So he goes over to plant a bomb in the same place and she's like, no, wait! And then he blows up and dies. End <laughs> of his character.
1: A- he's gone. Just
2: because he wasn't paying attention. <laughs> so that's the book. It's really, really bad. It's
1: really Ar- good. I liked it. Say something. I want you to end. We should end all of these on something nice. Ooh. I oh, think okay. I
2: wrote something. I, I'm pretty sure I wrote thing I like.
1: Ooh, okay. Can
2: I like, do one last nitpick or one yeah, last question? No,
1: I, I, as long, I think we should just end on a high note because okay. we, like, we like Star Wars. Before so the high like, note, <laughs> my problem was
2: I wasn't actually looking at my notes the entire time, and now I actually am. So my last criticism, Tenel Ka says... I had plenty of experience with political intrigues in the tough environment of the royal house of hapes.
1: Oh yeah, hapes, the hapes cluster. Is it called Hapes? Yeah. Hapes. That's a dumb name. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. I I was like, it's either I, that or happies.
1: Maybe it's pronounced ha- 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 I hapes thought it was maybe hapies because like could be. in yeah, Wonder I Woman know. it's spelled Antio, but it's Antiope. Right. right. But House of Happies I, it's <laughs> is equally bad. When I was young, I always read it as hapes. House of it, hapes. But it could be a hapes, or hapes cluster sounds better, doesn't it? Sounds like herpes. Yeah. So yeah.
2: I say no <laughs> anyway. So the thing I like, the Rock Dragon ship, which is Zach and Loey and <laughs> MC3D2000, mm-hmm. they're all in this ship. They win the race. Ooh. Um, yeah and it said at the end of the race, this is how descriptive this book is. It says, at the end of the race, there was one time that was higher than all the other times. That one was the winner.
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow.
2: That's how it describes That's bad. It. <laughs> That's very bad. So it, it does say that the losers of the race in the town felt like the young Jedi Knights cheated because they used the Force during the race, and so there was tension there because mm-hmm. everyone was like, these guys joined the race, and then they cheated by using the Force. That's I thought true. that was an interesting little yeah. bit of mythological detail. Because would that be almost like if um, Tom Brady prays before a game, and the, and the opposing team was like, "Hey, that was cheating. He prayed beforehand."
0: I, I suppose if he, if like God specifically says before the game, "Hey guys, I'm only listening to Tom Brady." Hey bros, and then he goes ahead and prays anyway. Right.
1: So that
2: was that, that was interesting. I was yeah. like, "Oh, there's there's people that don't believe or that do believe in it and feel like, hey, that's kind of like cheap that they yeah. use the forest." So anyway that that's that's something that I liked and it was literally the next sentence was but they soon got over it and everything was fine so it was not really a point of oh thought.
0: so they were like hey we're all bros yeah <laughs> so they were we, like hey we we're all chill, chill a bunch of those. chill
2: bros everything's going to be cool here on ormento <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, Jake, is are there any last words that you have
1: about this book? Are you uh... you know,
2: if readers are wanting to read along with the series, it might be more fun with you, so you can actually have some kind of catharsis after reading it. Tweet,
1: tweet it, Jake, and he'll send you the book in the mail.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know what? If you do that, I will do it. So if you want to read the next one before our next record, and, and it'll be a while before we, we do it probably. because Yeah, we um, got Isaac and I both to do stuff. Because these other guys um, are going to talk, <laughs> if you awesome. can believe it. <laughs> star wars young jedi knights trouble on cloud city is the next book in the series so if you want to follow along with it they are really
1: quick reads i'm
2: kind of excited for this one it's I'm very excited i'm glad that you guys enjoyed the, me describing this book i'm pretty
1: sure the bonus episodes are going to be more fun than the actual episodes <laughs> yeah Quite they might be for us wild wild, wild West so, book club we're going to have as here. a teaser for next week
2: though who is finished or is going to be finishing their homework and talking about their next project I, uh, Isaac, you're reading like basically a yeah, pop up book. Yeah, Isaac's project. kind of <laughs> cheating
1: reading comic books. <laughs> he, I'm basically
0: going to look at a. He
2: grabbed if a mouse ate a cookie or give a mouse a, a, a cookie. I'm going to look at a Star
0: Wars poster for five minutes. I'm going to tell you about it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm going to read the uh, Star Wars Legacy comic series from uh, about ten years ago. So that's my little. <laughs> I read a kids
2: book. He's reading a
1: comic. Really challenging ourselves here, as a thought. I'm reading readers. a kids book as well. The the Jedi Prince series of books. Oh, is this one with the whales? Oh yes. And I, I I think I'm going to just talk about all of them because there's okay. there's six books in the series. That's a lot. And you can read them in about probably the same time you read Ord Mantel. Oh really? They're very short. You so I'm just gonna talk Let's about Let's talk
0: them about this live on the air. Let's uh show plan. Do you remember the Jedi Apprentice series, like the kids' chapter I books? Loved those yeah. so much. I kind of want to revisit those now. That we, Jake has been talking about. One, I got a bunch of them downstairs. That Isn't that one
1: that's kind of like the O say... for the
2: Jedi, or like to be a Jedi, and those kind of like it's
1: Obi Wan and Qui Gon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I think my stuff. you know what, listeners. Xanatos, guys.
2: I lied. I did read the expanding universe. I read, <laughs> you read those? the Jedi Apprentice those series. I think
0: maybe that's if we if we're all going to read kids' books, I might as well join in the fun too. So maybe that's what I'll switch to. I got a bunch we're downstairs. We're already watching kids' movies. Yeah. Riley's the supplier. <laughs> I'm like the... Andro. You're like Anja. Yes, I'm the spice I'm supplier. Anja yeah. Mayalu. And I'm going to take the drugs and I'm going to like it. So, for another slightly less delicately curated long-form discussion <laughs> yeah, no of the actually love a Star Wars saga, this has been your uh, modernly tailored Jake who's talked about <laughs> the return to Ord Mantell lovingly in this weekly increment. So, we'll see you next time when Isaac Riley is going to be talking about some other kids' book we're going to read because <laughs> that's what adults do. So... Uh, th- this, this was your host, Jake. Hey. And just briling yeah, we're here, here as well. All right, oh, yeah. bye, guys. Let's <laughs> bye.
2: It. Did you guys actually think that was fun? I don't that was, know. That was great. I felt really bad right. just talking for her. I didn't realize you actually wanted me to do that.
1: Saw little Bow Wow once <laughs> when I was getting my braces on. We sure went to we went to the same. He's from Columbus. We went to the same. That true? Yeah, we went to the same. Yeah, he's from Romansburg. We went to the same orthodontist. That's crazy.
2: <laughs> he had a whole TV show. Yeah, or that was that little Romeo.
1: I think little Romeo you had guys a like TV the, show. How old is Bow Wow? Bow, 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 bow Wow is about my age. Probably the okay. yeah. same age. Yeah. Wow. So. Well, bow
2: Wow, please come on the show. We'd yeah. love to talk to you about I Star you Wars Dr. and Dr. your Collins. teeth.
0: Six one four, born Bread. Come on.
2: That's a reference that only six <laughs> listeners will understand, Columbus, and we we'll yeah. only have seven. so.
1: Um, okay. well, Black Sun's a bad organization. I guess so, Sketchy. but the Black Sun insignia like you're came... you're a Gotti.
2: <laughs>
1: sure. <laughs> I don't get that. Me neither. Like the Gotti
0: family, the mafia. John Gotti? Is that a... He's a big mob guy. Do you guys is know Is that
1: in stuff? What, what episode is that in?
0: That is real life episode. Oh, <laughs> I don't, what I don't, episode of real life is I don't that? I don't
1: understand real life references. Okay,
0: just go check on... <laughs> Would that be like <laughs> I'm him I'm not trying like, to connect with you nerds. Is that like Isis?
2: <laughs> if he was like, I don't want her to find out that I'm an Isis. But the Isis insignia appeared on the creature no, it, after she killed him. They're
1: not the Isis. They're the Gotti family. Sure. Oh,
2: we all know that oh, now we know the Gottis. <laughs> <laughs> Isaac, have you heard about the Gottis? Probably not. You're a huge nerd.
1: So.